0: With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi to all you loving beings. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you had a great week. And I'm very excited to share this week's episode that is all about flower essences and the plant spirits. And I have Amea, who's a beautiful, beautiful priestess and flower essence expert here. And she's the founder of the Woman Rising School for Sacred Feminine Mysteries. She's dedicated to supporting women remember and claim their embodied essence, guided by the earth, sun, and moon. And through her extensive training in the mystical arts of shamanic studies, flower essences, moon wisdom, and her priestess path, she expertly guides women to activate their soul coding and awaken the grace of the great mystery that resides within. Avalon is Amea's priestess home, and she journeys there every year for the reunion and rededication. And she's really a beautiful priestess working with plants and flowers in particular to help others to heal. So this week we talk about the flower essence and the healing that it brings. And we talk about plant spirit, the more subtle parts of the plant. We talk about healing traumas and also the collective we get into women's health spirit of the plants and ancient wisdom of plants and i love this episode it really did inspire me to start working more with flower essences and i hope that you also get some insights into this this way of healing and if you want to connect with ameya You can find her links in the show notes and check out her flower essences as well. And I also want to quickly just invite you to check out my and Sandra Ray's upcoming Lionsgate and New Moon activation, which will be on 6th of August, which will be a powerful time to open up to cosmic downloads to the new moon energy and also to this beautiful portal that is opening up for us we've written everything on my website about this and you can go in and read more there but we know from previous years that this is a very powerful portal opening up and if you want to take part of this online circle that we will host which will be working with many different aspects of this cosmic energy and angels and goddesses then you can sign up there and we have an early bird price right now that you can check out and lastly I really want to give so much love and gratitude to my show partners ace of air They're a newly launched beauty and wellness brand committed to products that put people and planet above all. Their line of clean, vegan, and cruelty-free skincare and supplements have been synergistically formulated at the intersection of herbalist wisdom and modern science, focusing on rituals that work from the inside out. Inspired by Mother Nature's ability to create abundance without waste, Ace of Air is the first and only beauty and wellness brand designed to be entirely circular and fully zero waste. You can explore more about them on aceofair.com and also find them on Instagram. They're really amazing and revolutionary in the way they are packaging products and working with a circular model, which is what everything, all of life is, is made of geometry and, and these spheres and circles so nature is also on this spectrum as well as time so it's a beautiful way to work with this aspect and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode with Amea if you want to connect with her or me you have all of the links in the show notes so enjoy. Hi Amea I'm so glad to have you here welcome to the podcast. Mm,
1: thank you so much for having me am delighted to connect
0: it's so beautiful to see you and your beautiful background it feels like a goddess altar behind you and yeah i would love for you to i always start by asking if there's any mindfulness or meditation practice or any embodiment practice that you have on a daily basis that you would like to share with the listeners
1: Mine is always changing because I have a very active five-year-old, so I don't have all the time very spacious mornings and all of that, so I have to find it when I can get it. I would say for sure a walk in nature and connecting in that way because nature is my sanctuary, and then if I have time later in the day, you know, to sit at my altar, but it may be five or 10 minutes. And usually when I sit at my altar, I have some sort of intention, Um, whether that may be to connect with self, or maybe I'm looking for an answer for something that is really present for me. And I generally tend to use flower essences, which I know we're gonna talk about today, but I tend to use a flower essence to kind of amplify, whatever it is that I'm intending at my altar so those would be my two for sure and but it's not like wake up and have my teas and you know all those things that I used to do Um, it's more catching in the moments that I have
0: Mm, that's beautiful and it's natural also that these things change and and uh, we have to adapt to we can't be rigid in our routines and rituals like I think that also depending on the season and where we are in our own life and in our cycles it really changes all the time like what nourishes us and what we need so I think that makes sense and yeah I'm so glad that you're here and I've been following you for a while on Instagram and your work and also you share a lot of beautiful videos I learned so much from them and you're so um, uh, passionate and and really embodied in this work of flower essences maybe you want to start by uh, introducing yourselves to those that are here listening or watching this like who you are and what you're doing in your life yeah
1: that's great I love that yeah so that somebody, we can all get connected to each other instead of just being some random person who's talking.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, my name's Amaya as you shared. And, um, I'm, I say founder in quotes because it feels like I'm part of a co-creation, um, that is the woman rising mystery school. And, You know, I never intended to create a school at all, um, but it was just through years and years of students saying, I want this, or I want to go deeper here, or that we started to birth all of these different trainings and programs. And these offerings are really rooted in earth wisdom, specifically flower essences, in trauma informed healing and repair and the devotional rose priestess path. And they all really weave together. They're all part of one and the same. And so I get to walk side by side with amazing, brave, courageous women from around the world who are wanting to expand and remember. And so, as you said, you know, like talking about flower essences and Um, Flower essences are a very integral part of all of the work that I do because I really, really, really believe that in order for us to expand, in order for us to live that vision that we have or get that partner that we imagine or have financial um, success or health, vitality, like whatever it is that we're all holding, we have to go within and we have to feel all the things and for me the best way to do that is through nature and through a devotional path so yeah we yeah we have amazing different programs and um, I'm sure more to birth soon as as I continue to evolve and as we all continue to evolve
0: that's so beautiful yeah and it's really like you said it's Weaving together so much uh, wisdom traditions and remembrance of this, um, also feminine, um, leadership and creation that has now flourished so much and is so needed as well to balance what's like this other side which has been so strong and we're coming back to like you said like nature and working with something so subtle like it's so it's I'm always thinking about flowers like there's no one that thinks that a flower is ugly it's always okay. something that really opens our heart and we like today I was walking in a garden here close by and I I could, I'm just like the colors and the shapes and just looking at them and being around them. It's like so healing and like balancing in some way. So I would also like to know like how, how did your path start into that which you're doing today? Because there's always this interesting story behind why we choose these paths in our lives. Absolutely. So, you know, this
1: the story is very windy and there's certain anchor points and points that, you know, looking back, I go, oh, okay, that's part of how I ended up there in the moment. They just felt like painful parts of life. Um, But really, I feel like the plants have always been with me you know, when I look back and I, my grandmother was German and, you know, was born in the early 1900s. And so, you know, she would get her hair rinsed with chamomile tea and plants and herbs were just part of how she grew up. And when she came to the U.S. and when I was little with her, we would garden and grow tomatoes and strawberries. And even though there wasn't this transmission of You know, herbal medicine and living simply with the earth, it was just part of her life. And that got translated to my mom. And then to me, you know, my mom was always a gardener, and there was always this beautiful tree in our backyard that we played with and under. And, but I also lived a really like normal, suburban life. And I had parents who got divorced when I was nine, and that was a very big rupture in my life that set me up for all different patterns and beliefs that challenged my life so significantly. And so when I moved away to go to university, I had this moment really that I think we all have at different times of our life of who, who am I, right? Who am I past all the pain, past the joy, past the conditionings? Who am I? And I happened to go to a university where herbal medicine and plants were really abundant. And we found each other. And I began to apprentice in an herb store. And I just started studying, 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 studying. And I fell in love with, I mean, plants, what? They can do everything. You know, I had grown up next door, literally, we shared a driveway with my pediatrician and we would walk over to his house and we would say, we don't feel good. And he would give us like a handful of antibiotics and we would walk back to my house and that was normal. So my mind was totally blown when I started learning about plant medicine. I was like, what, this works, this heals, you know, pretty much everything and everything. And then through that, it was like my priestess path opened. And as much as I loved herbal medicine, there was this part that felt missing, like we're just, we are still treating the symptom. Why is the symptom there? Why do I have, you know, really heavy cycles and painful cycles and chronic yeast infections? And like, why is all of that in my body? And so then I found plant spirit medicine, which is sort of a merging of shamanism and, acupuncture and plants and flower essences. And it was like like the whole world lit up because it was like all these parts, right? Like my spiritual path, my pains, my deep pains attracting unavailable men and all the pains in my body. When I started using flower essences, the awarenesses that I had in my body, the healings that then happened, And my life started to transform. And so I started, you know, just working with clients and people. And that was now it's been 20 some years. So, I mean, obviously there's like so many details within all of that. um, But I think usually pain and suffering and challenge are the things that propel us then to our wholeness and to finding harmonization inside. And I'm so grateful. You know, I'm just so grateful to Gaia. I'm so grateful to my path, even amidst all of the incredible, incredible hurts as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What
0: it these, experiences really initiated you into what you're doing today so it's like I think it's hard as like women that are also meant to walk this path usually have this um everything that you're sharing I think many of us can relate to and it really propels us or pushes us into uh diving deeper like you said like otherwise maybe we would have lived just on the surface level just doing everything as we're supposed to do and everything is like seems to be balanced but of course everyone has their ups and downs and challenges but when you have that deep experiences also from an early childhood the sensitivity opens and grows and the empathic abilities and what i've seen also and i want to Uh, talk to you about this as well because I see it with women that come into our acupuncture clinic where I've been doing my clinical practice that um, many women that have these emotional traumas which you also mentioned and work with there's usually so much imbalances in the reproductive system and the womb and it it manifests in, in different ways but it's I see that also like here in Sweden with women like me that have uh, immigrant backgrounds and and from the Middle East. um, Yeah, a lot of women around me have have that because it's also the trauma of the generations, the lineage. So and in your life you also experienced that. How how did how did it manifest and how what was your path to healing that?
1: Yeah, well, I think, you know, what you're bringing forth is, I think it's one of the most essential conversations to be having, because I don't know what it's like in Sweden, but, you know, here in the United States, we, we really normalize reproductive health issues, challenges, and symptoms for women. Like, oh, of course, you're in your 20s, you have that, you're in your 30s, you have that, you're in your 40s. But, it's not really quote unquote normal to have debilitating pain with your menstrual cycles or to have infertility issues in your twenties or, you know, all of these things that we normalize because modern medicine really doesn't have that many options. It's like take a pill or have surgery. Hmm. And it really is a quest for a woman to go deep within self and say, What is my body communicating? And there is an epidemic amongst women right now within our reproductive systems, organs. And it it feels like, you know, at this time of such immense awakening, we're being gifted a really profound invitation. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of women don't even look at their reproductive system until they want to have a baby. And then it's like, oh, I care about this when really like this is, you know, on an energetic and spiritual level, the womb space is that the cauldron of our power and really initiates so much inside of us of of who we are. So um, I think, you know, I could talk about that forever because I'm, when I first started practicing when I was 24, plant spirit medicine and herbal medicine and flower essences, I started working with so many women. I mean, I've worked with hundreds of women over the last two decades with hormonal and reproductive endocrine system, let's just say, endocrine mm-hmm. system issues. And 97% of the time, there's some sort of trauma. So, personal trauma, or as you said, intergenerational trauma. And so, for me, you know, I just started seeing patterns. And as I saw patterns in other women, of course, I had that reflection in my own self, you know, what's, what's happened to me? And what, what are my tissues holding that first after so long, they have to be expressed through a physical symptom. And I really believe that, you know, sexual trauma and sexual betrayal is, you know, part of, why we have this epidemic not even you know personally but collectively against women and like you said like coming from the middle east like there's a whole there's a whole culture of feminine suppression and we carry that in our bodies and we carry the ancestral wounds in our bodies until we go i'm i'm complete and i'm completing this and i'm going to change this and so as I was sharing earlier, like my issues were, you know, the most painful, painful menstrual cramps in my teens. I mean, it would just, I could feel the heaviness of my womb, the heaviness of my yoni. It was just, everything was so heavy and painful and you just pop an Advil, right? You don't, you don't really talk about it. No one's talking about it. And I remember my mom taking me to, um, a gynecologist when I was, I don't know, 15, 16, to talk to her about this pain I was having. And all she did was write me a prescription for birth control pills. And I remember something inside of me put, I think my mom must've gotten it filled the prescription, but I remember her giving it to me and I shoved it in the back of a drawer in my room, like something inside just knew not that I had anything else that I was really doing or using, but I just wasn't interested. And I remember finding it years later when I packed to leave home going, Oh, wow. I, I never took those. And I'm so grateful that I never took those. Um, and then just for me, one of my main, uh, uncomfortable feminine issues was chronic yeast infections for years and years and years and i tried everything homeopathics herbal medicine essential oils shamanic practitioners um pr- prescription drugs you know everything it was just recurrent for 3 years and if you've ever had vaginal yeast infections they are really uncomfortable they're really uncomfortable and it really wasn't until I started going, why is this here? And using flower essences to get to the trauma in those vaginal tissues that they disappear. So, and that was radical for me because I had been really suffering. And, and also that was a whole journey of really communing with my own deep feminine which is still a process and I hope is still there you know until I take my last breath.
0: Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's so beautiful and that the the thing that helped you was so on a subtle level because I think what, usually when we have something in our body we tend to first look at it from the physical level and see like okay what am I eating how am I sleeping how am i everything that we can do physically but usually it's not on a physical level so that's when we have to release that um i'm thinking about all the different issues that you also mentioned that women can have is usually we we don't go to the root and what you said also about herbal medicine can also be Uh, It could also be used as just symptom, uh, like symptom medicine, just as Western medicine. But I think that when it comes to this um, really holistic way to see it is to work with all the layers of our being and, and that it takes us deeper so it's really a part of our path to to walk that path and we have to trust that but in the moment it can be very tough when you're going through something physical that is like really these cramps and periods that feel like you're dying and and you don't get any answers and you just get pills and it's it's not helping anything and we see this how much this has caused other issues now in women, and and it's so, it's such a strange uh, thing, and and that society has created f- for us that we're we're supposed to just suppress everything and um not not deal with anything because, as you said, also the doctors and in, in countries which which are not holistic, it's they don't have any tools and they're not even allowed to use even if they themselves personally know something, they're not allowed to, to use those tools. So that's why it's so important with these alternative ways of working and educating yourself and the, the work that you do. And, and it has probably helped so many women and it's on a subtle level. So I would also like to learn more about, because there's so many different um. You know, maybe people think about uh, these uh, essential oils, and then we think about flower essence tinctures, like there's so much like what, what is the flower essence? Yeah,
1: what is it? Thinking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a good question, yeah. Um so yeah, there's sort of this umbrella term of plant medicine or botanical medicine and then underneath of that there's all different kinds there's homeopathy there's chinese herbal medicine there's western herbal medicine there's essential oils there's gemotherapy there's flower essences and there's probably so many others that i haven't you know even said and so flower essences and essential oils can sometimes get confused because of that word essence or essential, but they're really two very different forms of plant medicine. So essential oils, you know, the process of um, collecting the oil from a plant, from a flower uses a still and one side pulls the waters and one side pulls the oils and they're, you know, the oils are very fragrant and they're just used in a very specific way. Flower essences are collected in this very deeply partnered way with the earth and basically a flower essence. So this is the best way that I can describe a flower essence. So if we all believe, let's say we all believe that everything that's alive has spirit, you and I have spirit plants, trees, animals, critters, birds. So we just have this understanding that everything has spirit. Everything has an, a life force, an animating force moving through it, including flowers. And so in the process of um, creating a flower essence, you're you're really collecting the essence or the spirit or the vibration. Okay, there's all different words you can use depending on what most resonates. And different than essential oils, although really high-quality essential oils you can ingest. Flower essences, you are to ingest them. And so when you ingest them into your body, there's this incredible experience where you're met spirit to spirit. And that, I mean, I have tears just thinking about it because. That's not something that we're always aware of. Like I think most of us, if we're lucky or blessed, have had an experience in our life where we meet another human and it's that soul to soul, spirit to spirit moment. Not all of us have had that. It's it's rare and it's so beautiful and miraculous because. As humans, we have these eyes, you know, and we go, okay, that's a woman, that's a man, that's an old person, that's a young person. And depending on what they're wearing, we have judgments, we have observations, we have all these things that come into play. So it's really hard to see spirit only. So when we have this experience where we ingest the energy, and we're met spirit to spirit, anything that's not of our spirit, which is traumas, hurts, pains, limiting beliefs, all of these human things that have happened and then imprinted into our bodies, the flower essences start to move those imprints. They start to shift those beliefs so that you come into that expanded place of your true nature, of your true essence. And that doesn't mean that it's, all like beauty and you know lightness at all because some of those things that we have suppressed or pushed aside are very painful and so you've mentioned that flower essences are considered they're considered a subtle therapy because you're working in the subtle realms of spirit but when you ingest it it doesn't mean that the response is going to be subtle i've had Essences that leave me, you know, on my floor crying from heartache and I've had essences that give me like the the most tremendous courage and everything and all in between. So for me, they are, I mean, I think they're the best medicine for emotional repair and I think even more now on this planet turning to medicine of the earth, and flower essences specifically, and really even if we compare them to essential oils, they are one of the most sustainable ways we can work with the plants. You know, whereas essential oils, you could take, you know, acres and acres of roses to make a small amount of rose essential oil. And with flower essences, you could use one hibiscus flower that lasts a lifetime. So they're very sustainable, which is really important right now as as we're seeing, you know, what is happening on this planet, climate, extinction, how can we be more sustainable? Even if we're using plant medicine, like how can we be more sustainable? And, you know, I'm going to pause there because honestly, you know, Shireen, once you get me started with flower essences, like, I I can't really stop. Um, but that's that's the best description over like so long doing this work that I've come up with um, to make it understandable and perhaps more tangible because they are somewhat intangible and they've also they kind of get this like kind of airy fairy like that's cool flower essences. But the way that I work with them, the way that I teach about them is from a very grounded and embodied and trauma informed lens that they are potent medicine of this now moment
0: Mm. yeah and then what you said also is like isn't it so that you can work with it in a also ceremonial way since it's we're working with the spirit so it's really like let's say if i would take of of course, everything can be ingested ceremonial, like the water we drink, the food we eat, let's say that uh, we make a Chinese medicine, uh, tea, we drink it and with the intention, but I think maybe with this, es- with these essences, it's can be even, can it be even more powerful if you do it like that, if you're not just thinking about the physical thing that you're drinking.
1: I mean, I, I, everything's connected, right? So we don't have physical pain without having emotional pain and some mental pain as well. And this is medicine. You know, we, we, we live in this, you know, there's so much medical trauma that we've all experienced. And so We tend to just live in this world where you like, you take a pill while you're like cooking dinner or you're driving in the car. There's no connection. And with flower essences, I always tell my students and clients, take a few drops, sit and breathe for a minute, right? Like this is medicine moving and working inside of your body. Give it the respect and the honor that is needed. And that's just like when you're working on physical and emotional things. But, you know, like your question and what I asked said in the beginning is I use them in ceremony. You know, I use them with intention. Like right now on my, on my desk, I have Osiris um, essence that I've collected. So the god Osiris, the Egyptian god. And I also have Asherah, who I have a deep connection with um the hebrew mother goddess and you know sometimes i'll just sit at my altar and take one drop of you know one of those or as i said like i have an intention or a question like show me the way you know and rather than finding the answer in my mind letting my body letting spirit sometimes when i'm leading women's circles and we're journeying with an intention maybe to heal our mother wounds We journey all together with a specific essence, which in this case might be like mariposa lily for, you know, that's such a great flower for healing the mother wound. So Mm -hmm. they can be used, I mean, yeah, there's, there's so many ways to use them and I'm a Gemini. So, you know, that kind of stereotypical like Geminis are all over the place and they fly around. And, you know, I don't ever get bored with flower essences because there's so many ways to use them from physical issues like Lyme or, you know, reproductive health issues to emotional issues like sexual trauma or daily overwhelm or anxiety to, you know, deep communion with spirit, with the elementals, with your guides, with self. And that to me feels like such a intricate and beautiful system. And that's why I feel so passionate about sharing because it's so multifaceted. And and these are only things that I know, right? There's like, there's more that I have yet to even understand about them.
0: Mm yeah yeah you've probably done this in other lifetimes as well so you're just remembering now coming into this life (laughs) and taking and every flower but every
1: flower has its own medicine so Mm. you know like thinking about our own self like think about yourself i think about myself i'm still discovering parts of myself Mm. i'm in my 40s when we meet a flower like those flowers that were waving to you in the garden. It's not just like one moment where the flower fully gives every part of their medicine. It's like, what happens when you journey with that flower for 10 years? I mean, there's there's so much to learn and there's so much to partner with in nature. Like that gets me so excited is, you know, the, the grid of consciousness that we live in, the patriarchal grid hasn't expanded far enough to really include nature as consciousness. Mm. And when we do that, it's like, oh my gosh, it's this massive medicine basket and communion. And we remember that we're nature. We're not just these like machines Mm. that are supposed to do and make money and do and make money and do and make money. Like that's, that's not why we're here.
0: Hmm. yeah exactly you said so many things that i really (laughs) like i love and that i it's very synchronized with just you mentioning osiris it has been very much in my consciousness these past days so i felt like okay now something (laughs) yeah definitely and i'm when i'm speaking to you i think about um since you're also on the priestess path and And uh, I'm thinking about these ancient Egyptian priestesses, the mirror force, mirror force. Oh, the mirror, yeah, yes, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and how they worked with these sacred oils that was also made from from flowers and herbs and and so there is a clear lineage. And what you said is something important because whoever I talk to or discuss anything that's happening in the world it's the imbalance between the feminine and masculine so this we have been in too much of of them, if you look at the history when it comes to, I'm, I've always been connected to Ishtar or Inanna which is from the Mesopotamian and Sumerian texts and, um, and um and you see the the timeline how her like her role and her importance diminishes and and then we see how we all of a sudden start to create a world that is as you said not in touch with earth because it's also the feminine so it's natural that you stop working with that in in that sacred way like you said and and disconnect yourself instead of being in constant communion with the divine being feeling that separation and that hierarchy and everything that's going on so I think also that and as you said before that this is manifested in women who are very devoted because like you I'm very devoted to a devotional path and 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 I think that when you become that open channel from your young like you also were then you start feeling everything in your body and it's so important to be in communion with nature and the flowers and everything because otherwise it becomes so dense everything is so dense and there was this beautiful post that uh, a Swedish man actually posted that uh, women are very much um thinning out the denseness of the world through our bodies so even what is the blood what what is that coming out it's so important to be in connection with that as a ritual as a ceremony and and understanding why the body is channeling all of these things so I love what the what you said about the like the whole how what what is the history with the flower essences has it has it been dated back very long like working with this type and maybe for some people that don't know what what it is like how is it made the flower ess- simply said
1: yeah well i just first wanted to just reflect to what you were saying because i that's really an, an enormous piece of all of this you know with um You know, I really believe that one of our greatest wounds is our disconnect from nature, from Gaia, from the feminine. And the feminine used to be, you know, in all the temples and Mm. part of these great civilizations. And she's been exiled. And yes, there's an awakening of her but it it has to be also an awakening in our own self because it's too easy and convenient to just point our fingers and go, you know, the patriarchy or the medical system or this and that. I think it's kind of like an important first step of our awakening, but then rather than point our fingers at potential things that we may or may not be able to change, it's like, Where are we still abandoning ourselves? Where are we still suppressing self? Because that's part of our indoctrination. And these are really powerful questions and they're big questions to ask. And sometimes the answers that come forth are really painful and uncomfortable, but they ultimately get us to a place of more liberation physically and emotionally. And so... I know we could keep talking about that because it's, it's all really connected. You know, what the ancient ones, how the ancient ones lived compared to how we live now and everything that's happened in between. Um, so as far as your question with the flower, wait, I I, know, I remember one part of your question, but about how they're collected, what was the other part?
0: Yeah. So how, yeah how are are they made and also um yeah there were so too many questions in my I mind there had so, so many had yeah, yeah but, but just like how yeah how are they made and do, do you oh the lineage it was the yeah, lineage exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like clear. how yeah mm. yeah so the lineage piece
1: is a very interesting piece with flower essences because it it it's not a straight line. Like we can't say, oh, flower essences came from ancient Sumeria and were passed down through this one specific lineage. They are the essence. So it was originally thought that flower essences came from people drinking the dew drops off of plants that in the morning when the dew had gathered on flowers, like you would drink it like like an elixir, like a cordial, and you would receive from that place. Mm. And there's also, you know, shamans and medicine people and native peoples who have always spoken and worked intimately with the spirit of plants. Mm. And so there's, you know, it's funny because I was just teaching about this in our flower essence practitioner training program, just like the, the ways in which many lands weave together to then ultimately create this, what we now think of as flower essences, which were created by Dr. Bach in England in the 1930s, but they come from homeopathy. They come from shamanism. And the, the reverence of flowers and plants and the spiritual qualities of those go back 5,000 years, you know, in temples, written on temple walls, going back to Lemuria, really even beyond that, Mm -hmm. to when, you know, people lived with technologies of nature, and so it's, the lineage piece is, is, sometimes it's challenging for me, sometimes it feels easeful, because there isn't this just one direct line, it's, it's really this compounding of, of many different places and lands that then weave into this medicine mm. um, and the modernization of this. Because you know, in the time of Lemuria, it may not have been that we needed these little tincture bottles. It was like we were open and we just received the intelligence of the plants And so, you know, it's also interesting to think of the evolution of our consciousness and what's needed. And Mm -hmm. so the next piece of like, how do you collect an essence? Part of the first step of that is being, I don't want to say connected, but really attuning your energy to the energy of that flower, right? Because we don't want to just take... Like when I learned flower essence, you know, I learned you make a flower essence. And over the years, I thought, well, make isn't the right word because I'm not really making anything. I'm just, I'm collecting and I'm part of the collection process. And basically it's this very cosmic um, way to create medicine, but you need, you need to be connecting with the plant, and obviously get the permission to collect its essence, its most intimate revelatory part of itself that holds all of its consciousness and intelligence. I mean, that's a huge gift that a flower is saying yes to you receiving. And then you need a bowl of water using, of course, really good high quality water because this is your medicine, right? You don't want just like medicine that's full of toxins. And you, after you get a yes from the flower, you take some flowers from the plant and put it in the top surface of the bowl and you leave it in the sunlight. And that's the traditional method that was taught by Dr. Bach. There's are so many different ways to make essences. You can collect them in the moonlight. You can collect them in the sun and the moon. Some really want both of the solar and the lunar energies. And part of that knowing is because you're in relationship and connection with a plant. So you might hear the plant say, oh, I want the moon. Or you just may get that intuitive sense of, ah, oh, that plant wants the moon. Or you may see something because we all have different oracular ways that we are connected to spirit. And then there's a whole process after you collect the essence of of distillation, which in flower essences is kind of hard for the mind to understand because in flower essences, you make what's called a mother essence and then you dilute it. Mm -hmm. And each step that you dilute it, similar to homeopathy, each step that you dilute it actually potentizes it to the emotional body. And in our minds, we go, well, if it's more dilute, it's not as strong. But with flower essences, again, because there's a a connection to homeopathy, because Dr. Bach was a homeopathic doctor, there's the more dilute, the more it goes in in into the system the less dilute it stays more on the physical and so that's why you can use flower essences for emotion emotional support and physical support so i don't want to get like too into that process because it gets really heady and a little bit confusing and it, i yeah that doesn't necessarily need to happen but basically you take a bowl and water and allow the sun and the solar activations and amplifications to pull the essence into the waters Mm. and then you go through the process of um, dilution
0: Mm. that's so beautiful and that it also affects the crystals and the shapes in the water that it's like when I'm looking at your your roses there and I'm thinking that the flowers are like um a sacred um like a yeah it's in itself like a technical construction that is in itself just so much because it's it's the what it is as we see it how it feels when we uh, touch it how it smells and and how it shapes reality because for me when i give uh, healing sessions uh, especially when i'm doing it um, remotely there's always some flower that comes up on Mm -hmm. i can see it on different parts of the body that come Mm -hmm. up that is saying this is the medicine for this part of the body and it can be that you have that and usually it is roses actually but different colors you can mm-hmm. have it in your home because that's also medicine but also you can take it like how you say uh, like ingest it or use use it in any way because it's really a frequency, and, and the, the the roses frequency is very uh, beautiful, I think, so just watching it there, and I'm thinking also about the flower of life, like, it's not just that it's a flower, it reminds us of all of creation in some way, and why is it there, and, and the bees come, and all of this, it's like magical in itself, and it's, so it is in itself a technology that does so much but we we don't have faith in that technology because it's simple and easy but it's really something that is like in in our dna i think
1: yes 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 yes
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean
1: that's it's a very magical And simplistic process for sure. Mm -hmm. And there is a whole piece. It's like everything you're saying, and everything I've been talking about with the plants. And then there's this whole piece with the water, Mm -hmm. right? And all the studies that have been done and of water's consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. And so this plant with the sun, with the waters, it's like this whole magical alchemy Mm -hmm. is created, and our minds are so limited. By what we've learned to be true of what's possible, right? Like mm-hmm. if we grew up still with a native culture intact, living closely to the earth, this wouldn't, it wouldn't even be a conversation because it just mm-hmm. is. But our minds sort of have to wrap around this. And, you know, what I've seen over years of doing this work is that like, there's a moment where people go, okay, I don't really understand how this works but i know that i feel better and i know that i'm healing and so at some point it doesn't matter at some point like the mind doesn't need to understand every single part because you're seeing the the ex the expression of that through yourself mm-hmm. and that's the affirmation this works this is real this is powerful and and it's magical like Mm. and it has all of that that you were just sharing Mm. yeah Yeah. and there's actually like there's a lot of um acupuncturists who instead of using needles use flower essences Mm. it's a whole really incredible way of working with Mm. the meridians and um All the significant points, but you're not using needles. You're using like you're seeing a flower. You know Mm. that that red rose would be great on this. Mm. That's the colon point or something like
0: the the large intestine. intestine. Yeah.
1: So it's like there's just oh my gosh, it's just you can get so creative and imaginative.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, and exactly. The needles itself is is just the tool. So it's the intention and and seeing what the person needs and what we need ourselves we can go into that state and and really find what is what is needed and I think also the colors the the smell and um, like it it really enhances so much in us and awakens so much so it's really beautiful and I would like you to share like how, so if people do get very interested in this now, what what are you offering when it comes to this whole world of flower essences?
1: Yeah, well, we have lots of different offerings. So um, I have an online like um, self-study program. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, this is intriguing to me and I kind of want to learn a little bit more. We have a four-week self-study program. So you know you can find that on the website which is rising mystery school.com. And you know it's it's pretty easeful and it's it's sort of an introductory initiatory journey into flower essences. What are they? How do I make them? And then you go make them and how do I commune with a plant and how do I learn to formulate because how do I work with the issues that are present for me? So it's a, it's a really great um, program. And then for people who are, you know, really want to dive deep into that, which is a select group, we have every year our six month flower essence practitioner training program, which is very in-depth and rich curriculum that gives a whole entire system of understanding healing and how to use flower essences. And of course, that's just for practitioners. So there's that through the Woman Rising Mystery School. And then about a year and a half ago, we started a physical product line called Gaia's Wisdom. And so Gaia's Wisdom, you can you know, go to the website. We have it, I think we have it pretty well organized right now, we have it by topics. So if you're dealing with anxiety or you want to support yourself with abundance or you're dealing with childhood woundings, we have it in topics. And so you can click on those and read about some of the essences. And I do a lot of Instagram lives um, where sometimes I'll just pick specific essences and you go, oh, my gosh, I really need that one. And so that's a place, you know, those are essences that I've collected from California, to the East coast of the United States, to Israel, to Mm. Hawaii, to, um, Avalon, the, the, the Holy Isle of within Glastonbury. Mm. And so they're, you know, they're essences that I've collected and have worked with and highly, highly recommend to serve and support. So hopefully there's kind of a little bit of everything for you know, those of you who are listening, you're just like, I just want to take the essences, mm. go to Gaia'sWisdom.com, And if you're like, I actually want to learn more, then you can go to woman rising mystery school. Actually, I think you can probably buy the home study course on Gaia's wisdom, but
0: mm.
1: all that to say, there's lots of things depending on where you're at. We also have, um, we also have a bunch of free eBooks mm. on the website. So if you're like, I just, I'm just want to learn a little bit more. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, my favorite 10 essences for women's health or essences for healing the mother wound, or I forget what else we have right now, but those are also just free resources to download and those are really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Lots of ways. Yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, just, uh, having th- those options if you have time to to go in deeper it's really nice and then you have these these finished uh, essences that are picked from all over the world from magical places like glastonbury so i think that's really a really nice offering and i want to thank you so much today for taking your time to share there i have a million more questions <laughs> but we could talk forever, but I think another time forever. we will definitely dive deeper into one of the other topics that we tapped into. And I want to thank you so much for this beautiful and sacred time together. And yeah, I'll speak to you soon, I hope.
1: Thank you so much. I just loved your insight, your understandings, all of your questions and sharings. It's really yeah it's great to connect in this way thank you so much
0: Mm, thank you thank you so much for listening today i hope this episode was as inspiring to you as the conversation with amea was for me and just remembering that we can heal from within and that plants flowers and everything directly from nature is always co-creating and helping us to heal together. So I hope that this inspires you to check out flower essences and also the energetics of flowers, just being around them, having them close to you, being conscious. And they are beautiful gifts from Mother Earth and also from the whole universe. And if you want to check out our Lionsgate and New Moon Circle that will be in August you can click the link in the show notes to also uh, take part of the early bird discount and yeah stay connected if you want to connect with me you can find me on Instagram or Facebook uh, with the same name Love Positivism and I really hope that you enjoy the rest of your day or evening om shanti shanti shanti